1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Dr. Michael Oren joins us from Israel. We've been relying on Dr. Oren for many, many years, former Israeli ambassador to the United States, former deputy minister in an earlier Netanyahu government and author extraordinaire to bring us the good news but in the best of times and now the worst of times to keep us up to date. Good morning, Dr. Oren. Um, I have been unable to shake off the feeling of dread that I assume most Israelis are walking around with on a daily basis. What is generally just the mood in Israel today?
0: You know, we're a week and a half into this war, Hugh, and the state of Israel, and I mean the state, the psychological state, has not moved beyond uh, a week ago last Saturday. We're still there. Yep. And it keeps getting deeper, not not less, because we just found out. Whereas we thought we had maybe 100-plus uh, hostages. Now we're officially saying there are 199 hostages,
1: and I've just heard that the number is probably higher. Yeah, that's how I read I, I led the show with that, too, because it's a gut punch. And I haven't moved beyond that either, and I, I think a lot yeah. of the news is trying to move beyond that, but it's like nine eleven. We didn't move beyond 9-11 for years, and I, I don't know why we expect Israelis to do it.
0: Wait, this is 9-11 written 15 times. This is the equivalent of not 3,000 Americans being killed on nine eleven, but 40,000 Americans being killed on 9-11, and many thousands taken hostage. Uh, you have 30 times our population, at least. So this is what it's like, and we all know people. Everyone knows everyone going to funerals and be sitting with people and they get a phone call. The problem is the bodies were so mutilated, were so mutilated, that there had, there's still hundreds of bodies that haven't been identified yet. So families are still finding out. I was just with somebody. Um, a friend of mine, a psychologist, who found that one of his friend's uh, daughters had just been identified among the bodies. So this is this is intensely Personal and intensely traumatic, uh, and on top of that, we're about to go to war in a big way. In a big way.
1: Now, so, I want to turn to yeah. that. I I was talking last night with the fetching Mrs. Hewitt about Ronit and Yossi. They were a couple Israelis who lived yeah. in the United States uh, thirty years ago. Helped us with childcare for a couple of years until their baby Roy was born. I assume Roy, at the age of twenty nine, has been uh, called up if he wasn't already on active duty. Yeah. And I is, isn't everyone
0: mobilized basically? yeah about three I have three uh, people who assist me all all young men they're all in the army they're all in combat units um, you know I'm, I'm, those who aren't in the army like me have have, have guilt complexes about it really um, yeah. and i'm yeah. I'm working with a wonderful um fund in New York that is uh, promoting that hires a a great PR company Javelin to uh, put me on a news am watching the news from early evening to early morning every day. Um, and I think I'm, you know, doing what I can to the state of Israel, but I probably trade it all in to get back into uniform. Um, a- Everyone feels this way.
1: I I have been amazed by the stories of the grandpa general drove down, killed terrorists, and got his grandchildren. I know there's lots of heroism, but the 199 number is a gut punch. Let me read you the story from U.S. Int uh, defender this morning. U.S. defense officials have reportedly convinced the Israeli government not to launch a preemptive strike on Hezbollah forces in Lebanon, with them promising that U.S. naval assets in the Eastern Med, including the Ford, will provide military assistance. I don't even know if you can rely on, on President Biden. It looks to me like he's now circling back on his full-throated support, and it looks to me like Tony Blinken's doing a lot of that, too. What is your ass- assessment of the Hezbollah threat and whether or not Israel will strike first? Uh,
0: well, first I said, they also announced that, that uh, Biden's going to visit here in the coming days, uh, which is going to be uh, very interesting. I imagine he would land at another airport, not a major airport. He'd be following uh, to Jerusalem. Uh, but it will also his visit will also be greeted by uh, an extra special uh, barrage, uh, gifts of our of the people in Hamas. Um, on Friday, I published an article in the in the Hebrew press. We have a, a leading paper; it's called Israel Ayyom, Israel Today. And I suggested in this article that maybe we are attacking the wrong people. We'll have time to talk about this. Hamas isn't. I explained Hamas isn't going anywhere. Hamas is trapped, and we can continue to pound Hamas from the air, from the sea, from the ground. But the far greater threat is Hezbollah. Um, Hezbollah has, If it, it, Hamas has 15,000 rockets, a lot. Uh, Hamas has 150,000 rockets. Um, many of them are accurate rockets. They're buried under houses and villages in southern Lebanon. They have a, a, a military force that has fought in Syria for 10 years. Um, they are exactly the same terrorists they will do to the people of the north what Hamas did to the people of the south. And that now we have some measure of international backing. Now we have these aircraft carriers off our coast, maybe we should, focus our attention on Hezbollah, because eventually these people are going to attack us anyway. And what's going to happen is if we go into Lebanon, if we go into into Gaza, and it looks like uh, we're going to conquer Gaza and defeat Hamas, because it would be very difficult for, to me to imagine that Hezbollah will sit there quietly. And they're already not. They've already killed four of our soldiers That's, with mortar yeah. barrages. So this has caused a bit of a ruffle here. I wanted to get people to think about this. And, uh, And to a certain degree, that's been a discussion
1: here now. Well, the National Security Cabinet meets tonight, uh, the three-person, Gallant, uh, Gantz, and Netanyahu. Do you think they're actively considering that? Because it seems to me that would be rational. And when Marshall sat down with FDR and they sat down with Churchill and and they just said, we'll get to Japan. We'll fight some on Japan, but we're going to take out the Nazis first. It's that kind of decision, isn't it?
0: It's, it's what Ben-Gurion did in 1948, where we were attacked by all different directions. He said, first we liberate Jerusalem, then we liberate the Galilee, and then we turn to the Negev, to the south, where the Egyptian army was. Because the Egyptian army wasn't going anywhere. And it, was, it, it, it basically was hunkering down in the Negev. And, and Ben-Gurion won. We were at the stake because of that. You know, he did triage. And uh, you know we are we're at maximum mobilization here. We've got 360,000 reservists called up. That's in addition to a standing army that's probably about 100 125,000. This is an army as big as the army sent into Iraq in 2003. Huge. But we cannot remain at this level indefinitely. These are the most productive people in the Israeli society, young women and men. It's our high-tech sector. Uh, right now we have you no know, tourism. We can't remain like this forever. And you, know, you can't do this every Tuesday. So if we have this massive force at our disposal – why not think about getting rid of a threat, which eventually, eventually is going to be used against us? Um, and we can't. It's a sort of Damocles over our heads. And I think we have to address it.
1: Uh, and Iran has threatened to get involved as well. And I I still yeah. we, we can't get President Biden to uh, uh, stipulate that Iran was involved in the Hamas attack. And I, I do not Well, Tony believe. Lincoln
0: has said something, I think. I mean, that, I are into that. Biden's speech did not have the word Iran in it. Many people noted that here, even though it was an extraordinary speech. Um, now I think they're coming around to it. And I, I think the big question here is what will, will people ask you here? Will, will Biden pull the trigger? And, you know, I think he will. I think, I don't think he's moved up these huge assets, the Eisenhower Ford and the combat groups around them, uh, just for show. I don't think he'll put boots on the ground, but he could definitely use the the air power, he could use the missile power these um, I've been on these aircraft carriers. They pack a wallop that you can't believe. They're an army unto themselves.
1: And it's also 5,000 sailors on one of them. And so Hezbollah has yes. the ability to strike that missile. I, I, this is why I want American politics to get itself sorted out and get a speaker, because we're on the yes. cusp of this. I want to go back to the hostages, Dr. Oren, 199. Yes. Many of them are babies, right? Children. Has Hamas oh, this, communicated? Has the survivors there
0: <laughs> I just came had, from visiting one of these families. I just came right now. Getting cut off. Oh my I'm gosh! I'm completely devastated emotionally, by this.
1: Well, and has Hamas said anything about them? Have they communicated? Because they could, <laughs> they could surrender the hostages. They could um, de-escalate if they wanted to.
0: Yeah, I think they, they are going to use the hostages the way they use their own civilian population, which is as human shields. And so the, the hostages are another level of human shield.
1: Have they released uh, any videos of them in, in Hebrew media? I just can't read it. I just wanted to know. Is there any news of them at all? Right.
0: So um, I couldn't hear. There was a, some noise in the background. Would you just ask
1: You Sorry. I just asked uh, if there's any news from Gaza about the hostages in any way. As as I don't know. No. I mean, his family I just visited hadn't heard anything. They, so it's they, just they torture.
0: Won't even, they won't even list, you know, list, putting together lists of people, who, you know, who saw them in the hospital or saw them somewhere or saw them being taken away. Um, you know, I look at my kids, I look at my grandkids and think, you know, what if, what, 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 what would I do in situation?
1: Because I'm sure you've been down in those regions before. Uh, let me close this way, Dr. Oren, in terms of, of uh, what... What the world is doing You know, Salem has got uh, an alliance With the International Association of Christians and Jews Trying to raise money to help Israel Is the world stepping up like it did for Ukraine And should for Israel As the mobilization, as you rightly point out Costs an enormous amount of money And and is putting a lot of people in distress
0: Well, I think um, Communities are I don't think we're getting assistance from from governments uh, The way Ukraine did Um, And My biggest concern right now is someone who's dealing with the foreign press is that the narrative has changed. Yes it is. And it starts It started with the Europeans of course and it's working its way into, uh, into the United States I had some if you look at uh, I was just on CBS Sunday morning um, and take a look at what they did. Take a look
1: at the you have a chance to download it. Yeah. So well I, I I listened to Margaret Brennan quizzing uh, Ron DeSantis yesterday and the yeah. questions imply that Israel is acting without restraint. It's it's crazy. It's about Palestinian suffering now.
0: Yes. And, um, and in some of these interviews I'm doing, they don't even, you know, they don't even recall our suffering. So you know, that narrative's changing. And that, you know, our, I always say that our enemies don't have a, a military strategy. They have a military tactic that serves a media, a diplomatic, and legal strategy. Okay, so what do they want to do if Hamas wants to create this narrative of Palestinian suffering? Israelis are, are disproportionate and cruel. That then becomes protests in the streets of Europe. That then becomes pressure in the Security Council. And the Security Council imposes a ceasefire before we have a
1: chance to actually get it. Home. That's what Hamas wants. That's their shield. It's been nine days. And it works very well. I, I, very I just well. can't That's even true. believe because it it's been nine days since they slaughtered 1,400 people and kidnapped 200. And, and nine days. And people yes. are, are putting pressure on Israel. So good luck uh-huh. to you. and. Uh, Thank uh, you. It, 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 stick with us. Uh, of course. Very, of very course. Much. Talk to you Thank soon. You. Dr. Michael Orrin from Tel Aviv this morning. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well Today.